Right, hello, welcome to podcast special number four. That's fucking awful. I've got to come up with a better title. Even saying it, it sounds so... I hate it. Um, I'm recording now. I'm not going to leave it I'm leaving it in. This is oh, raw okay, and yeah. uncut. I was just trying to come up with like a, a cool name for it. I thought we were looking at the thing like, oh, no, why no, is no. it recording? I was like, oh, what are we doing here? <laughs> um, I thought we were just having a chat. Yeah, so this is a podcast special number four. We're going to be talking about live, basically live music. Between us both, oh, I would... How many bands you reckon? Well, hundreds, bands. obviously. Yeah, like bands we've seen between us both. Every one of shows. them. Shows. <laughs> no, not bands, shows. Shows? Yeah. Uh, a lot. Hundreds. It's in the hundreds, man. It's yeah, for sure. In the hundreds. Easily. I think, we're going into more detail on it, but because of our location, I'm pretty close to have seen every band that I'm a massive fan of. Pretty close. Pretty close, yeah. We're talking about bands that are still going and all that, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, we can't bother doing that crap. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, you're right. On that front, it's like, yeah, my bucket list is incredibly small um, now. Which is great, it's a great great position to be in. Yeah, and particularly the last couple of years, it's been seeing more of them that way. You know, I think I talked about it when I, so I kind of talked about some live shows on one of the weekly podcasts where I kind of touched upon some of my favourites. One of the things I... CDs, wasn't it, more than... Yeah, that was the last one. A couple of podcasts ago, ago, I did touch upon some live shows that things that I'd always cut, like I'd enjoyed and stuff like that. And um, we're going to go a lot more in depth than this one, including some of the worst shows and other things and stories that have occurred. Prepare to be regaled with hilarious stories. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, and what was I? Oh, you threw me off now. Sorry. Fuck. Um, That's what I'm here for. Yeah. Oh right. I was sort of noticing how the what what there was a sort of reoccurring theme over the last couple of years where I would see a band for the very first time ever. And then we'd end up seeing them two or three times in the following over the following year yeah. by chance. Either at a festival, like I went from not seeing Emperor once to seeing Emperor twice within three months, and this year my third time. Like buses, isn't it? You know, and it's that kind of thing. <laughs> um, Ramstein, never saw him. Saw him three times within the space of a year. Yeah. Once, you know, Wembley. Once at the O2, and then once at a festival. Uh, and then I haven't seen him since, and it's now already. It's been like four or five years. So. I guess there's no real format to this. It's more like, okay, let's talk about some of the best shows uh, that you've seen, I've seen. We'll go into worst shows as well, as well as some weird ones and things like that. Yeah. that you just, people wouldn't necessarily, the weird one is that people may be considering our theme, what the site's about and what our taste is, that people may not have expected it to be at. So like, did you go see Aqua back in the day? Didn't Barbie know. Girl? No. No, well, I, I would die, but like, <laughs> no, that that was very specific. But yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. I, I, oh, I'm trying to think if I've been to any really, really, really weird shows. There's one that one that's that weird for me, I guess. Well, we'll start with that actually. Then some of the weirdest shows. You right, think th- you've th- been th- to. This one to you and to a lot of people probably doesn't seem like it's a Wrong. weird show, but I found it really weird. But I enjoyed myself, which was the Fireball tour that we saw oh, at Brixton Academy oh, with. I- Less than Jake and a few kind of ska bands and yeah, R&B and the Mexican ska. Um, what was the, 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 that London Fuck. kind of kind of Cockney R and B sort That's of thing? It, yeah. it was a real real mix, and it was not. It wouldn't be a gig that I would have bought a ticket to go on my own to see. You know, I went there. You know that I wasn't. Uh, from Less than Jake's perspective, who I guess were the big draw. Yep. Um, I knew whatever their most famous single was, that was it. I was like, yeah, this is going to be great. <laughs> Fucking hell. I hope they play that one song I know. <laughs> you know, but I ended up having a really good time. It was really good fun. 
Um, there's that Mexican mariachi band it was. there, which were just. And that was actually a, a bit cover of a downer. It was a bit weird, wasn't it? There was, they're yeah. like a cover band. Of, they're yeah. like normally a metal band, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah they're the normally a metal band, is. and then they came out, and then yeah, they, and they, this is what they do in their spare time. They play like Mexican yeah. mariachi. It was a really it. good show. I mean, I'm a huge Less Than Jake fan. Uh, it's my first gig I ever took my son to was Less Than Jake and Real Big Fish, both bands. Um, he really enjoyed and I really enjoyed and yeah. it was the first of a gig I took to Shepherd's Bush Empire it's famously going to be ingra- it's going to be ingrained in his memory for the rest of his life yeah. thanks to not just because it was the first gig but thanks to the show being stopped for 45 minutes because some bellend jumped off the balcony and hurt himself resulting in an ambulance needing to be called and the show had been stopped um, but you know credit to Lesson Jake they afterwards it was all sort of done and stuff like that they came out and played 45 minutes over the curfew so it's a very memorable memorable show yep. but you know do you remember being at Sonosphere this is a great memory you've got a picture up there on my wall of us that, I remember that, being there um, Real Big Fish when they um, yeah, yeah, yeah. kicked into Offsprings yeah. uh, self esteem great moment uh, awesome. yeah, I, 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 weirdly enough for not liking or not being aware very aware of Less Than Jake I do actually like Real Big Fish mm. I like Real Big Fish and I do like ska music yep. outside of metal cool as you know I like Madness and of bands course like you that. do yeah you know so yeah Real Real Big Fish were fun I'd never seen them live before but I heard them but Less Than Jake had just never I don't know never happened for me So, but they were fun I did enjoy mm. them I did enjoy seeing it um so that's your weirdest one. Really, right, maybe that's not, not I mean, weird. It's, it's, not, it's not weird to you guys, but, I, but you got to remember from my perspective, right? Um, I was sitting upstairs, and aside from Less Than Jake, I also watched a band called The Skints, which was a that's guy the and a girl. Blonde. Yeah. Uh, talented, very talented, don't get me wrong. I think the girl played about 75 different instruments over the course yeah. of the thing, as well as singing. And it was no, there was no other, there's no sugarcoat in it. It was R&B. It was jazzy R&B sort it of was, music. It was, yeah. And Eclectic. people were grinding and stuff like that on the floor like it was down the down the local uh, dance night in your, in the your venue local in New Cross, like man. That, you know it was like this is really weird and then it goes from that to an L the, the, the Mariachi sort of stuff yeah the Bronx yeah they were it's... called they were actually called Mariachi L Bronx oh, of course I would just guess yeah so please don't remember that before you told me <laughs> <laughs> um, right so my weird one uh I think I mentioned it before. It's weird because you wouldn't have thought a person like me would go here. But I had the ticket bought for me as a present. I went with one of my best friends. And um, I had a blast. I saw Prince. Prince of the O2 during his residency. I think it was uh, 2008, maybe 2009. Mm-hmm. He did like 19 dates at the O2 and I went to one. And I um, don't remember much from it. And I'm not a Prince fan at all. I'm not. Yeah. Uh, I know his hits, the obvious ones. And the only thing I remember is being had my arm being drunk around my friend while Purple Rain played, yeah. which was an awesome memory. That's you know that's it. But yeah, I think yeah, like, no, that's, that's probably one cool. of the weirdest ones. I don't think I have anything like that. I genuinely, I oh, I'm trying to think. I, I I don't remember ever you know being dragged to a show with somebody else to watch one of their bands or anything like that. It's always I've always been the instigator. Even so with I, your wife. Yeah, like Gemma comes to shows with Has me. She never taken you any. What about Mannix? No, I don't go. <laughs> you don't go, just don't go. Yeah, she goes with her mate. <laughs> she goes with her mate. Actually, so. But no, like, I mean, generally, it's like, it's more, for me, I've been, I guess, I, I don't know, maybe I'm lucky, maybe I'm I'm missing out somewhere, I don't know. But it's always been a case of, where do I want to go? I'll buy a ticket for it. Anyone want to come to that? Rather than people coming to me and going, hey, I'm going to see, I don't know, Backstreet Boys, do you want to come? Is there anything, say no. <laughs> is there anything, like, off the top of your head that you would be, would go and see that's totally out of our oh, realm? Oh, Absolutely. 
This I've been thinking about this a lot. Go on, right? But they're pricing me out at the moment. There are multiple. I'm going to come out with here, mm. but there is a good reason for it. Um, I want to go and see Ed Sheeran, and I want to go and see Bruno Mars. What? Yeah, huge fan. The ginger fella, good man. Really? No, I'm joking. Of course I'm not. But I do want to go and see him. Um, because... Purely because I want to. I'm going to be that dad in the metal top with his six-year-old daughter who really likes him and wants to go and see him. That's why. So I've been trying to see if I could get tickets so I could bring my daughter as a surprise to go. Do you know what? Like, it's all right. I, I, I'm bringing my daughter up to be into metal, but she is six years old, and if she wants to listen to anything outside of metal, as long as the geezer can play his own guitar, I'm okay with that. You can't really stop <laughs> it, can you? No. So, yeah, so uh, this isn't me because I'm a, I'm a huge fan of them and I want to go and see them, but I'm willing to go, and I'll, I think I'll be all right. I'll get through. Mm. So there is that side of it. In terms of bands... Uh, outside of metal that I actually want to go and see, but I've never got around to doing it. Madness would probably be the biggest one. Okay. Yeah, I can um, see that. I think, yeah, even I could enjoy a bit of Madness. Yeah, I think I'd have a good time. It's one of those ones, you know... Uh, if I was at a festival... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they're, they're, they're made for... Yeah. And it's one of those ones where you don't you don't really want your kids with you because you want to you be a bit smash and yeah. you want to just have a laugh and let loose and yeah. that's it. It's not one to sit there and watch the show. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, it's one yeah. To go right, hey, baggy trousers. Yeah, you know, we're sitting down yeah. and up, 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 up a tier yeah. of a fucking goddamn. So I'd enjoy that. A couple of other non-metal bands, I wouldn't. I'd be all right with going to see. Offspring. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. That that was purely for, for your benefit. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, I, don't, I mean, that's, that's probably it. I'm struggling really after that. There isn't like a. It's Modern difficult stuff or anything like that. There are old people, but you know, there's always going to be. There are old people that I would love to go and see who are still going, but you know, you're always going to. There's crossover to being rock and metal anyway. Yeah, because then you bring in like, like, all right, I've never seen, and I wouldn't now, but I would have liked to have maybe ten plus years ago was obviously Meatloaf, but that's a crossover yeah. to yeah, us anyway. Like, well, no, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bruce Springsteen, I probably could have Bruce had a good laugh at. You know, stuff that can never happen now, but I would have like enjoyed. Johnny Cash. Okay, uh, yeah. You know, a few bits like that. Yeah. Eric Clapton, even. Just from the guitar in perspective. Yeah, yeah, even like, maybe like the Genesis. Yeah. I'm not a big um, yeah, Phil, fan. Yeah, Phil, Phil Collins fan. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So stuff like that. But I think once you get into that, you know, it's not odd for a metaler to want to go and see, like, you know, because it's, it's still guitar driven music, isn't it? Yeah. It's, and that's what it is. It's what you become a fan, really, of. It's guitar driven music and then the attitude and that. But I'd enjoy Pet Shop Boys. Pet Shop Boys. Pet Shop Boys if I had enough beer on me, I think I could enjoy Pet Shop Boys. Yeah, I'll struggle with Pet Shop Boys. I'll, probably a few tracks I'll be like, yeah, I know this. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be all right. But those, it's those few tracks, I think that's where you have your, you know, kind of th- moments. I, I, I guess... <clears throat> all right, this going to open up a whole new bracket of music <laughs> talk here. One of the, the weirdest show I've ever been to, Yeah. Uh, uh, actually outside of metal, which yep. I should actually mention is a band that I am a fan of, and that is Insane Clown Posse. Yes, of course it is. Yes, I, yes. I should mention that because they aren't metal. They're nowhere near metal, but I have been to their show. Slash Plant and it is bloody mental. Yes, and bloody in fact, your... Insanity. Um, it was quite recent, and I was too sick to yeah. go. I mean, I've been like, lucky. Some people say I'm unlucky. I've been lucky enough to see them twice. Mm. <laughs> you know, but if you talk about gigs that are strange, like an eclectic mix yep. of people... Many people there that are into metal, many people that are by no means into it, you know, confetti, clowns, but Mushroom Head <laughs> as well. Yeah, you know, of course, Mushroom Head so, supported, yeah. You know, I, I loved it, I had a great time, but it was, a, don't get me wrong, they'd be lying if I said it wasn't bloody weird. 
<laughs> you know, the whole experience. You're right, that, that does kind of sort of like fall into that. Yeah. But you are down with a clown in it, so it's okay. I'm a juggalo, I guess, in the sense of that. I live in England, so I don't have a gun. Yeah, so you live in England, you're, you're uh, that kind of juggler. I live in a house, semi-detached, no trailer. Yeah, you've got, you've, <laughs> you got, you've, got, you've got a car, you've got a daughter. But the only reason I wanted to quickly bring that one up is because then there is, I guess, one that I would, one non-metal person as well that I actually outside of madness and that, that I wouldn't mind seeing uh, is Eminem. I think oh, be, yeah, good I shout. I think I'd actually uh, enjoy an Eminem Yeah, show. I think that's a great Which shout. You know, Back in the day, you weren't meant to say that if you were an ICP fan. Cause they no, had, they had, of course, they the beef. Beef, didn't they? But yeah. they're, all, they're all pals now. And Oh, yeah, that's a great, actually, that's a really good shout. Okay, yeah. right. I might see them all together because uh, Eminem and Ed Sheeran did a song recently, didn't they? Did they? So I could see, like, did ICP, they? Eminem and Ed Sheeran together. That's, that would be the weirdest and most expensive <laughs> gig ever. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> that would cost so much. the only much. reason why I haven't brought my daughter to see any of these things because you think that we get knocked on tickets. Oh, right. These prices for these... I know this isn't for this podcast, right? But just very, very quickly. No. The prices that they give for tickets to, say, go and see Ed Sheeran play at Wembley Stadium or something like that, remembering that the music is not marketed at 40-year-old blokes with full-time careers mm. is fucking ridiculous. I mean, you're talking like... 130 150 quid to just get a seat anywhere and they're all sold out so then we get down the route of oh, can of i get, get me in ticket yeah of course you can four grand five grand and you think bloody hell i thought it was bad for us yeah yeah we think we have you a know, rough my but... daughter, six-year-old daughter yeah can i go and see ed sheeran let me just have a look how much that is it's like no maybe next year <laughs> when sorry. i remortgage let's me start out. saving let's wait, let's wait till he releases a shit album <laughs> yeah yeah he's yeah. <laughs> got flavor of the month yeah. he's playing brixton no problem so Kind of keeping with that theme before we get into the best and the worst. Are there anything, not so much metal and stuff like that, but stuff you've seen live that isn't like necessarily music or cami music that you can remember and go, that was a great show. So, but like, even if it's like theatre or something like that, I'm just interested to know that over the top of your head. Um, like, have, have you seen, like, do you go to much of stuff like that? Theatre? Yeah, I've, I've been to theatre a couple of times. I've been to. Depends on as well level of theater. I've been, uh, my I, I do actually have a favorite um, theatrical performance which I've seen live three cool. or four times, which is the Phantom of the Opera. Okay. Which I'm a massive fan of. Right. I love it. I've seen that three or four times, and they are amazing to watch musically as well as anything else because they are just. It's weird, really strange because we're, we're fans of horror and we're fans of movies and all that. Yeah. The special effects you get in a live environment are bloody amazing, the things they do. Because there's like this whole scene with the Phantom where he is on stage and then he goes a bit like nuts. So he's basically zooming around different parts of theatres. But what they have is they have five or six people mm. dressed as a Phantom. So the power's going off one point and he's appearing up on the chandelier. Right, I can and it's picture all over that, the place yeah. And it's like with the power going off and smoke and all that, you're like, this is insane. And they had the whole chandelier crashing down. And, oh yeah, and it's it's quite it's quite intense. Um, I've been to a lot of shows, but you know, like a not no, necessarily like that. I mean, you could be talking like comedy and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want to go too far down that. It's more like anything that sort of stuck out in your head because um, I don't do much theatre, but I did one a few months back. The Woman in Black mm. uh, in London, and while I admired and respected the theatre performance, I hated every minute of it. In right. fact. Um, my face, I'm pretty sure one of the actors looked at me at one stage and like, <laughs> what's his problem? Because, yeah, they were like, yeah, because my face was just, my issue is, uh, like all, like with horror and any horror performance, um, it's, let's see how many times we can make people jump and I was surrounded by people who wouldn't just jump 
but would jump and then go oh my God, to each other. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm sitting there stone cold because basically, uh, if you may not know this, um, listeners, you can't make me jump. You can't do it. <laughs> I'm impervious. That's a challenge. The best anyone. you can do is creep me out. And if I get creeped out watching a movie, I love it. I'm happy as fuck. Make me jump impossible because I can predict your shitty ass jump scares because all the movies are the fucking same. Try the same thing. So to watch it live and see it happen in front of me and know it was coming just fucked me off. Because it's not cheap to go to the theatre. Yeah. And like I said, I could have handled it. It's fine. I, I, I've seen too much horror. So fair enough. But to be surrounded by giggling idiots going, no, got to do. And every time they were jumping was just like, also took me out of the performance, you know? Yeah. I don't, for me, I don't think, well, it obviously didn't work for you anyway, but I can't really get how horror would work in the theatre. It's... Especially not for something like that because you've you've seen the film. Yes, yes. You, oh, you know the story. You I know, know the, the story, plot, yeah. which doesn't help when you have an idea of what's coming. Fortunately, it's more based off the book, so yeah. I kind of was able to look at least on that. Yeah. But the two I want to bring up is uh, one. So, have you ever heard of video games live? I've heard of it. Is yeah, it, yeah. Is this a soundtrack thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the touring um, show that yeah. basically takes soundtracks from games, plays them live with guitars and yeah, stuff like that. Stuff yeah, like that. yeah. Um, I saw it a couple of years ago. I saw it in two thousand and fourteen, um, and I loved it. I mean, I, I love my video game music. It's probably my second favorite type of music to listen to, beyond the rock and metal. Um, and I don't think it gets the appreciation it deserves. So to see uh, the guy who runs it is Tommy Talarico. I think that's how he says his last name. Right. Great guy. Follow him on Facebook. He's a lovely man. Uh, real, real, really, really um, enjoys his craft, and he's an ex-game developer and stuff like that. So he's not like he's not like some like guys is trying to thing. And um, so it's a really pleasurable experience. And they're playing again. They're finally coming back to the UK for a Halloween special right. in October, where it's the Roundhouse, and they're going to be doing uh, like video game horror stuff, which I'm very excited about. And the other, which you're going to scoff at, is I have been to see wrestling. Yeah. A few times. Um, oh, so have I. Once. Uh, what, indie or WWE? WWF. Okay. At, in Dublin. Right, you need when to... When I was a child. Okay. I saw The Undertaker. I saw Ultimate Warrior. Jesus, this I is old. I saw Cactus Jack. Uh, Jake the Snake Roberts. This is old, man. I saw, yeah, British Bulldog, the original... Uh, not the, I don't know if he was the original, Davy Boy Smith. Was he the original? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, I would have been... I was a child. I remember somebody had a ticket and his brother was meant to be going with him and he couldn't. I, I was like the sub. That's a, um, I, I, had a, I remember having a great time while not necessarily knowing everything that was going on. It's a fucking on. great goddamn yeah. memory. But yeah, sorry, back to, back to your wrestling. So. Yeah, so like, um, I, I, I'm nowadays I'm actually trying to get to more indie shows. Uh, that's because they're cheap and they're fun and they're local. I'm finding I'm really enjoying a lot of that sort of things. But I am only, thanks to um, obviously Liam and stuff like that, WWE at heart, and we've been to a few shows. They're very expensive. That's the problem with that. For good seats, they're very expensive. And each time we've kind of bought seats high up, mm. we've been really lucky and got like front row of the block and stuff yeah. like that. But the one that actually stands out was, um, for wrestling fans will notice, was NXT when they came to London. NXT is WWE's um, training, so to speak. It's lower level before you get to the main roster. They're but it's... A bitch. <laughs> um, yes and no like it's where new people come in and hone their craft but it became its own thing where it became so popular and so beloved because they were bringing in indie stars who had already made a name for themselves and had the talent and spending some time on NXT and stuff like that so it became its own brand and yeah. it began to tour it came to the UK and it was Lon uh, Wembley Arena and we got tickets to it and we got great fucking seats as well because Wembley Arena is a great place for sitting 
because it's very small and boxed in. And so basically you're kind of like over the ring. You get great view. Fucking brilliant, man. And it, I always remember because like it, the show ended. Well, no, first Triple H came out and did his whole, we are NXT. NXT wouldn't exist without fans. Bloody, bloody, blah. Just like anything, <laughs> you know. All right, mate. Crack on, because he runs NXT. That's why it's, he runs it. It's his baby. Seventy quid. Yeah. Well, it, that thing as well. It was reasonable for that as well. One of the better things about it. Um, but yeah, that 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 one always sticks out to me as one of my sort of like that's my great wrestling memory. Um, Show wise, it isn't music. Hmm. But yeah, we we've got way off this. So no, it still shows. Yeah. So it still um, shows. You know, I, I'm for, and I'm going again in August. Uh, because it's been a while since we've been to see the standard modern, the, the, the current WWE, and they're doing like a one-off show in August in London, the O2. So mm. managed to get tickets for that, like 55 quid a ticket. I know, right? Yeah, it's expensive. It is an expensive thing. And even then, it's not like it's, I'm not sitting no. front row. I mean, know? they are what they are, though, some, sometimes. But I'm going to an in indie your... show um, in Rochester and the end of April with my I'm, son. I'm fighting in that. Oh, that's fucking well. And that was like 15 quid a ticket. And that's sort of like, and and like the names I know because I, I, yeah. I do follow like indie side of that and try and watch matches and I stuff think like that's that. that's cool. I, I, quite, I like the idea of that. They do a lot of this local stuff, mm-hmm. don't they? I've seen it advertised on posters and stuff mm. like that. Why not? I want to get Genuinely, some more of it, yeah. Have some fun. Cool, I'll keep that in mind then. Right, so music then. Right, music. because this is only what we do. bread and butter isn't it yeah this is our bread and butter we would both openly admit we would love to get to more shows if we didn't have lives oh man real lives I, you know this, 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 it's our thing I guess more than anything else you know don't get me wrong we're, we're happy to go out and have a beer and socialise and all that but if we can socialise at a gig <laughs> while there's a band playing yeah. I'll take that all day long to yes. be totally honest with you so I guess let's talk about some of your best shows so One the shows that you would shows. say, like, yeah, these are the ones that God, are my favourites. Right, I'm about to sound so like a broken record. Well, oh, because God, yeah. <laughs> until recent times, <laughs> what I would have done, and I guess everybody does this, it makes sense, is that I buy shows to go and see bands that I like. Yeah. I don't always buy shows to go and see bands I'm not maybe that aware of back in the day. Yep. So, you know, I, I, I've seen Machine Head a couple of times. Um, I've seen Metallica a couple of times. Sometimes the best show isn't like you know it's not it's not a technically the best, but it might have the best memories or yep. the fondest memories. My f- show that probably I class as my favorite show ever. Ever, Whoa. I think. I think oh, it's, it's such a hard thing to say because yeah, it's a difficult you see so one. many bands and you see sets and all that. But the one that I yeah I don't think I'll ever forget was. Um, Machine Head for the Shot. Hell Alive. Ah, oh, where yep. they recorded it live, um, just after the nine eleven bombings. Okay, yep. Um, I had been due to see Pantera. Tattooed the Planet, Slayer, right? Tattooed the Pantera and Slayer. Slayer were there as well. I think. Slayer were there. There was a yeah. couple, weren't there? Yep. Due to the Planet, it had been cancelled, and I thought Machine Head was going to be cancelled, but then they came over. Rob, you know, he's not one to talk too much or anything like that, but he made he made a very big speech about the bands that had cancelled yep. and how like, you know you shouldn't give up and you all let that the sort of stuff win, yeah. and all that potentially who knows maybe the first sound of beef between him and Phil <laughs> maybe <laughs> you know, actually yeah go back to them days Phil is about it back in the day yeah, yeah. fucking hell <laughs> but um, I you know we, we no one, nobody was aware until very very near the end of the show that it was being recorded that wasn't the impact on it it was just it was just insane uh, weirdly enough it was after Supercharger just came out, I think. 
Really, was that not Ashes of the Empire start? It might have been. I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm a bit stuck trying to think of what member, what hell of a live the actual... You know, the, the thing was, the, the, the songs that I remember them playing there the most, I remember it being the first time I'd heard Bulldozer. Oh. And I remember the deafening silence being played with, and he had everybody get their lighters out and it was all dedicated to the victims of the terrorist attack and... I was there, I had a good group of friends, five or six blokes. We'd been out all day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know you know the crazy things that you do sometimes when you're a bit drunk and you're out in somewhere like Brixton. And I had a few people there with me that weren't metal fans but wanted to experience it so they came along. And one of them came along and he wore, he didn't that, he tried to dress down, he didn't know what to wear. But when he goes out, he's used to putting on a nice on a pink shirt, salmon shirt. And is this? Fair and all that. Is this? No, I don't think you know, Nah, nah, oh, okay. nah, 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 because he was in. Sorry, it, mate. But... I know you're probably gonna listen to this, <laughs> but I didn't want to say your name, so I'm just calling you Pint yeah. Dropper, and everyone will know who we. Nah, this, this was a different bloke, and um, he came along, and we were like, "Just, just rest down. You'll be all right. Just don't put a salmon shirt on. You'll look like a plank." So he came along, and he wore, he put on an England shirt, a football shirt, and he had a pair of like beige chinos on with black shoes, no socks. <laughs> you know? Interesting. And look. I was like, "What were you? What, what were you going for?" He was like, "It's roughest clothes I had." You know that sort of stuff. In England, shirt the roughest clothes. And all so he wanted to do, all he wanted to do, was experience what a pit was like. That's all he wanted to do. Interesting. He was, a, he was a drinker, so you know we was in the queue, and the queue, you know, the Brixton queue can be long, can't yeah. it? Yeah. We was quite far back, so he was like, "We're all, we're all, we've all had a few beverages by now, you know. We're 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 we're, we're happy. We're like, let's just get in there now." And then he was like, oh, no, I'm going to go to get some more. So he chipped across to a shop. And he must have come back with like a blue bag full of about 30, got, wow. 30 beers. And he came back. And we we're like, we're like four people away from the bouncer now. So we we're like trying to drink these drinks as quick as you can. We got the through. fact that he even got them in. Yeah. No, no, not in. Sorry, no, we're in the queue still. Oh, outside. He yeah, went, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he went right, so like, knocking and, them yeah. back. Yeah. And we got to the front. And we like still got like 28 beers in the bag. And like, we were like. So he, he, he jipped off to try and hide the beer somewhere and then we went back in. First thing he did when we walked in there is he took his jacket off. He went sprinting down to the front. I don't know who was supporting Machine Air, but it would have been a support band at this stage. And he went sprinting down the front. About 30 seconds later, he came back up out of the pit. He was yeah. heaving. He was sweating. And he just looked me in the eyes and he went, that's fucking mental. And I just remember that thinking like, because this is a non-metal come to experience is it really as crazy as you guys will say it is and he came up and he was just like wow this is amazing I'm going back and that was it he was gone again you know and it was like bloody hell you did nail it looking at the track listing for that show the Hell Alive um, yeah. CD nothing off no, I'm pretty all... sure it was Supercharger Tour but looking at it I'm, I'm like the last three tracks are you having a laugh Burning Red followed by Davidian then followed by Supercharger is that the Hell Alive track list yeah but it's different and this is the only thing that's irritating yeah it's different I know it's two different it. shows but like the fact no, no, there's no, not a single, um, not a single Ashes the Empire song in that yeah. says then it couldn't have been yeah, out. No, no, it would have been, it would have been, there would have been songs in it, and it would have been a different type of show. But um, the, the 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 set is the thing. The tour is the thing that I love. The album is a great album, but there are two things fundamentally broken on that recording. Go on. Is that I remember it as being one of the loudest gigs I've ever been to for fan participation. Oh yeah, right. And the fans are hard to hear on the CD. Yep, and which is a problem. That's disappointing because there are bits where, like you know, Rob's maybe saying something, and I remember that. I remember that standing and maybe three people away from him in the pit. He said that, and the noise is definitely coming back at him. And on the album, it's like, are they saying anything? Oh, the crowd are a bit quiet. Yeah. But also, they dropped three or four of the tracks on it. And I'm assuming this is... I don't know why they did, but they dropped the deafening silence and the speech that Rob did. Right, production thing, maybe thinking you maybe, want to sell the album, was, not... Yeah, maybe like we don't want to put anything on there that might cause any sort of political unrest or something. You know, maybe it was politically... Who knows? Who knows? But there were songs that were played 
that were just like you know like the definitely silence was a big one not because it was the world's greatest song it's a good song yep but it was because of the context of what was going on in the world the speech the song the togetherness Everything of all the, the people climbing, in yeah. there and it was like that was important and then, and then that didn't make the album cut and it's like so the album wise I'm a bit disappointed with but the, 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 the gig was just like phenomenal man it came out in March Ashes Empire the same year 2003 came out in December yeah there's there a gap so there would have been you know what I mean working on it see I know the album um, you're right I mean I talked about it in the live things which I think you picked up on yeah. anyway um, one of the biggest issues is for me, is I want to listen to a live album when I hear the crowd. I can hear these songs. Uh, I think the last live album I listened to, not including the Kitty one, was Black Sabbath's uh, one they did for Birmingham, the final show. Mm. And I hated it um, because of how quiet it was. It was like, well, I could just hear this stuff played better on record if yeah. I wanted the crowd. But Machine Head would correct that with their next live album, uh, Machine Fucking Head, where the yes. crowd was very loud. And that was great. It's a great album. <clears throat> and the crowd is very loud in it. I do actually have one little like gripe with that album, but, but I'm not sure how valid this is or not. It's just, it, I guess it irritates me a little bit personally because, um, and this is, this is purely from a selfish perspective, right? But we were, we were at the London dates for anything recorded in London for that tour. Yeah. So I guess I want to hear the London show live. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. I don't want to hear, because it's the cut, isn't it? It's like one from Manchester, one from over yes. here, one from over here, one from over here. And it's, it's different. It's not how you remember it then. You listen to it and you go, oh, I don't remember Yeah, that. I get that. You know, it's, it's, it, I know you can't do that. You can't just make every live album based on wherever Brendan is in London. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's not fair. But I always presumed it was kind of like they took the best edit, ver best version they got. Mm. So like that was yeah. the best version, you know. It was Manchester or Glasgow. Like, um, Blind Guardians recent, uh, yeah. Beyond the Sphere. That's they, right, they yeah. Came it's out all over. That. It's yeah. all over the place. But what we did is we took the best cut from each place and then made that the album. Yeah, but you I might... get it. You, know, you do want a cohesive, like almost that experience of being there. Which it's that whole thing is like, Machine Head are going to release a live album in from the UK, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then you're like Manchester, 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 Birmingham. Oh, and then London, London. You're like, oh. <laughs> which is kind of why I praised again another reason to go back to it. Uh, my favorite live album is Under the Pale Grey, Pale Grey Sky, which is complete yeah. Brixton beginning to fucking end because yeah. that was the show, you know. Right, so. We'll, we'll do this back and forth. Um, I've already touched upon them in the previous podcast, but I'm going to go a little bit more in detail, mainly about the show. Uh, one of my all-time favourite gigs is Ramstein at Wembley, Wembley Arena. I saw them in February 2010. It was my first time ever seeing them. Yeah. Um, I knew the spectacle. I'd heard it. I'd seen the videos. I knew exactly what, sh what their show was. But I also happen to be a huge fan of their music, um, and they do incredible music. I've pretty much been listening to Ramstein all my life. A lot of people got into a mutter. I didn't. I got on albums before then. Um, which I'm quite pleased about. It's one of those things where I'm like, yes, yeah, I didn't get to the yeah, commercial one. Yeah. <laughs> um, love them. Um, can't wait to see what they do next. It's been like six years since the album. So again, like, come on guys, get, pull your fingers out, um, you stupid Germans. <laughs> but so this, my, right, so like basically this, by this point, and this was a new album tour, so it was already career spanning, um, six odd albums of a wide array of music and they literally did an entire career spanning thing with new tracks and stuff like that, of course. But they brought a brand new show because what they obviously do, part of a tour, it's like, this is the show, these are the effects, this is what we're going to do. Now, you, you know, like, Ramstein are all trained pyrotechnics. So, and you've seen oh, probably a lot of their stuff. Yep. Seeing it, and now we weren't close. Particularly when we really weren't close, we still felt the heat. So fuck knows what it was like in the front row. Yep. Um, but so many sort of things always stand out for me. I can't remember what the song was, but the the babies that hung from, that dropped from the ceiling. So they had all these babies with green flashing eyes that were doing right. lasers and it was cool at the end of the song they all stopped they all blew up 
Right. Stop blowing up. Yeah. But the one that I always remember, because just like, wow, A, wow, because, right, for stars, even the band doing the song, right? So it's the song Pussy, which is obviously incredibly graphic. When he released the video, you could only watch it from a porn site because it was a porno. Yeah. Um, great mystery about whether or not the band actually performed. Of course, they fucking didn't. Most of them were married. It was just superimposed on their heads. Live, that song A being great, involved him basically um, riding a giant dick that spewed out foam. And it is, honestly, you know, just like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. Mentaloids. Yeah, yeah, I can... It's different. Yeah. <laughs> and here's the thing. Like, although, I'm not, although it's not... That was... Because it was the first time I saw him, it's fair. But I, there was something they did at the O2 gig two years later, or a year later, that I saw them at, that I admire just as much. So the O2, they had a separate stage, a tiny square, probably no bigger than half of this living room, um, in the centre of the O2, the stage at the back. So first they entered through the crowd, which I thought was cool, with torches, right. which was interesting. Would have been cool to have been next to them as they come in, but we yeah. were standing. Halfway through the gig... Um, the flake, the character flake, um, the keyboardist, the one of the writers of the music and so on, who's often seen as the oddity. In the videos, he's often the one that's either raping them or doing fucked up shit to them. Really skinny guy. He led, basically got them down like dogs and led them on leashes to this centre stage, whipping them and stuff like that. And then for about four songs in the centre stage, this tiny square, they basically stripped everything back. There was no effects. It was just three or four songs of them in that simple centre playing music. And I was like... You guys, like you, you know what you, you know what you're fucking doing. You, you got this talent, you know. Or like the Sonosphere show, which is where I saw him at a festival. The crossbow effect, where he shoots a crossbow towards the soundstage, yeah. that then comes flying back and set fireworks off. And it's like, it is, is, it is like, yeah, you haven't, you haven't had a chance. When it does come no, in the future, you're gonna. I mean, right? I'm, I'm not a huge fan, but I go and see it because it's, it is such a spectacle. But it is. It is great music as well. I never want to lose that thing where it's like, oh, it's all about the show because Ramstein have a show, but they've got such incredible music as well. I'm so, and I'm a huge fan of them. I've been a huge fan of them for most of life. Um, I well, I didn't come into the first album. It was the second one. Um, I can never say the title, but it's Shenshunt, Shenshunt, something right. like that. I'm terrible with pronunciations. Um, and it was a song Spiel mit mir off that that I first heard and was like, this is different, you know? Yeah. So Ramstein, yeah. Yep. What are we doing? Staying on best. Yeah, stay on best, and we'll do. Yeah, we'll end with the worst. <clears throat> One of my favourite ever. Mm-hmm. It's always gonna end up with this band. They always get named drops a lot because I went to see them a lot. But it was actually um, Metallica. Yep. But supported by Machine Head this time at the O2. The O2 shows, yeah. Um, it was a big deal for me because they're two of my favourite bands. Like we spoke about previously, they were like my current favourite band and my all-time favourite band. Yeah. They suddenly came together. But then during Machine Head's set, um, James came on stage and played Beautiful Morning. That's it, yeah. With Machine Head. Another fan of, you know, two bands that I never thought I'd ever see tour together, to be honest. They're quite different. And then they're not just touring together. They're now standing there in front of me playing together. Yeah. Um, I know that we had a little crowd there as well. We, we had standing uh, tickets, yep. which was great. Um, you know, it's good fun. I know the person you mentioned who drops pints, dropped pints. All yeah, time. that was that like, was a good night. Well, we had to keep moving. <laughs> um, but also, I, it's a weird reason to remember a gig well. But also, um, there were some other people that are non-metalers that were there that were part of my missus' family, and they had seated tickets. That's right. And for me, it was like I was interested to see how they were. They wanted to see Metallica, and they had never seen them. And uh, but they didn't, you know, think monkeys about Machine or anything. That's like that. right. Yeah. So it's always cool then when you come out of a gig like that and you're like, how did you find it? And they're like, 
don't know who that support band were, but they're fucking amazing. Is that the response you got? Yeah, they were like, the guitars are fucking amazing. And oh, I was okay. Because like, this would have been like, you know, this was would have songs like Imperium, Through the Ash, uh, Descend the Shades of Night, you know, it was all that sort of stuff. Because they would have only had, what, five or six tracks? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I can't really remember. <laughs> nah. And then obviously, you know, then you, you know, so you, you get to see your, one of your favourite bands. Everyone's having a great time. We're all pretty drunk. We're having a right good laugh. And then when they come off, it, Metallica come on, you know, and yeah. it's like, this is fucking great. This is, this is perfect. Yeah. And it's always, um, it's always one of the things like, so we've seen Metallica so many times, but even when I'm thinking of like, I remember the moment your excessive goal kicks in mm. and it's just like that buzz. You're like, yeah. oh yeah, shit's had, going they, down. They had like, um. It was in a the channel, didn't they? Where they that's came right. Through high fiving people. Yeah, because it was in the, it was in the, it was like um, cutting stunts, like, yeah, but like in the round almost. Yeah, do, yeah, in the middle, wasn't it? Because didn't have no the coffins was the coffins was the second the, the death magnetic. Yeah, one. that's right. Yeah, so, think of something different. Yeah, there, they yeah. were like two different. No, no, sorry, no, it was the coffins one. So we saw them first with the, which was a charity five pound ticket. One, that's right. One. Yeah, and that wasn't with Machina. That was just no, that was just them in their own. Yeah, and then we saw them doing the death magnetic tool. Very, very rapidly afterwards. Yeah. Um, but again, I don't think tickets were, tickets were only like 25, 30 quid at the time because that's trying to show that much things have changed already. Yes. <laughs> you know, they, you know it's, that, it's that whole thing, and if you could sit down and design your perfect tour at that time, it would have been, oh, I would love to see Metallica supported by Machine Head, and then I might have thrown another one in, you know, at yeah. the beginning. I think they had The Sword. Were that's there. it, yeah, The Sword, I yeah. Think it might have been the other band. Don't think, yeah, I think it was, might have been, that might have been it. I do remember yeah. The Sword, yeah, but I, I, yeah, I don't remember. Much about nah. that's about that. Nah, so yeah, so that was a great show. Loads of memories from that one. Yeah, I think I think I um I didn't put any Metallica in this because I figured it'd come up in a chat anyway. But you're right. Then the O2 shows, um yeah, I mean although yeah, because although like impact wise, the big four at Sonosphere was cool as fuck. Ultimately, yeah. the O2 arena, it it's an arena, but it's, it is a good yeah, one, and it's also it's a home. To a degree as well, when it? yeah. it's like it's very local to us. Very local, yeah. yeah. Shit, I worked for a long time at yeah. the very station that that place is goddamn situated. It's like, oh look, it's my favorite band's playing on my doorstep. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, for a reasonable price. Yeah, uh, you know, it's a bit perfect, isn't it? It's like if, if you, like I was saying, if you're gonna design a gig, if you could, if you could literally go right, I'm gonna have three or four bands, I'm gonna put them on a list together, I'm gonna have them play it at the dome, and that's just what happened. It just clicked for me. I was like so lucky. I was like this. Is, Mm. What is happening here? Now it would be like that, you know, while she sleeps in there. Yeah, I, you know, I'd probably, well, the problem now is that, you know, I'd probably need a festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one like, day out. Right, I need, yeah, I need, I've got like 12 bands I need to hear. In, in a future podcast, and one of the future specials, we'll come back to this as a brief sort of sidestep where you've got a design. No, in fact, mm. we'll make a whole podcast where you've got to design your own festival. Yeah, Fairly no, as well, it. not being stupid. Yeah, okay, yeah, we'll, no, do we'll do that. We'll do it, we're on yeah. it. We're on it. Brendan Stock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Van Halen headline, Guns N' Roses support. You yeah. know, I was like, all right, where's this money coming from? Yeah, that, that, that wasn't. That was no. I didn't. I didn't advise for them bands. Of mine, so. I think. Yeah. Um, right, Ed Sheeran headlining. <laughs> we have to one for Rose. You got yeah. to stick him but, fucking but, in there but, somewhere. We'll get him a tent. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So one of my other, one of my more favourite, mainly because it was, I reckon, the best time I've seen him live. Um. Fear Factory at the Underworld in June 2012. They, I can't, I this wasn't a tour. This was like a one-off show. I think it might have been around a festival appearance and they just, you know, they pop in. Yeah, yeah. And so they did another one. Un, tickets flew off Underworld, naturally. But I remember being really stoked for it because, so, oh, the Underworld sounds great. And Fear Factory's biggest issue live yeah. is having a good sound. 
So, you know, and I haven't got like great stories for anything. It's just generally, I remember it like, yeah, fucking hell. They, were, they nailed it. It was yeah, great, no. small, tight, you know. I, I mean, it's important as well because, again, Fifth Adder are a band that we've both seen regular. Yeah. Um, and they don't, not maybe it's not always their fault, but it doesn't always work. It doesn't always get nailed, does it? No, no. You know? No. We've, um, one of the worst things, you, you'll agree with this, one of the worst things is when someone you care about, someone in your family yeah. or friends, turns on and goes, oh, that's, that was a bit disappointing, wasn't it? Yeah, and yeah. we had a Fear Factory gig where your wife yeah. reacted like that. And even, I'm, she's not my wife, and I was no. like, aww. No, because it's like, she, she listens to them on record, and everyone knows that Burton, away from the growling and shouting, can sing beautifully. Mm. And she'd never seen them live before, and then all of a sudden, when he was trying to do his singing, it didn't work. So what she saw it as was that it was the record being mixed to make him sound better, yeah. and he can't actually do it live. We were lucky that we had to, the opportunity to correct that very rapidly afterwards we when did, they did yeah. the, um, the manufacture 20th anniversary, whatever it was, 30th anniversary, something, something like, like yeah. that. 20th, it's got to be 20th. When she yeah. came and this time the mics were all working and yep. she was like, oh, I see now. So that was nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So no, but well, we will, we, we, we said at the start of um, the podcast today, Fear Factor will be a bigger subject in the future because, again, they're a band that spans uh, most of our lifetimes, really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, got any, got any more best? Yeah, um, I, I'm pretty sure this is going to be on your list anyway, but uh, Faith No More. Yep, same. The Roundhouse. Yep. Three, four years ago, maybe? June 2015. 2015 three years ago. Yeah. Um, that was the first time I'd ever seen them. So, uh, it was just, it's, it's hard to put in the words what it was. It's just, it's like the perfect gig. Yeah. It's just perfect. Everything was perfect. The set looked brilliant. The place was rammed, uh, but it was friendly rammed and it was jolly and people were bouncing. The band sounded fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, there were no hiccups, no nothing like that. They looked great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. white suits, the white wear, outfits, flowers. Yeah. Um, the whole flowery stage. So. Weird little things happening, like the. Do you remember the black gimp? Yeah. Every now and then, we just appear on the stage beside them and then walk off again. And you're yeah. like, what is going on here? Very, gimp, yeah. very faith no more. You know, just very faith no more. But yeah, you know, you know it's one of those things. You just go in there, you come out. It's faultless. It's faultless. It's yeah. just like that was perfect. Absolutely perfect. Hundred percent agree. Yeah, Faith No More was on my list as well. Um, and one of the things, sort of like, I want to mention um, that was coming off the back of the new album, the return, Soul Invictus, yeah. which was one of those where it's like they didn't just come back; they arguably did the best work. I feel for me personally, um, I I've listened to a couple of the songs recently in my um, best of playlist and still so fucking yeah. good and I'd love to see what they can do like going forward if they do anything yeah. else going forward keeps themselves busy at the moment doesn't he with things like Dead Cross and yeah. stuff like that so. yeah alright well one that you probably won't care one bit about but October 2011 I finally got around to seeing Volbeat yeah um, <laughs> a band that can go to Europe and headline I should have put them in my bands outside of metal that I wouldn't mind going to see at some point yeah, yeah something I suppose <laughs> yeah um yeah, weird, weird band in Europe. They can go and headline rock, rock, rock and ring, and yeah. the likes of that. And in this you get country, that, don't you? yeah, you get that with some bands. Yeah, but like, the, the Blind Guardian. You know? Yeah, yeah, great example actually. Yeah, yeah. but um, so the forum, uh, we this was kind of cool. Well, it, reason why I say finally is because we had tried to see them beforehand. Um, I think the year before, and he'd cancelled. They they had cancelled all the gigs because Michael Paulson, the um, lead singer, had to it was suffering from exhaustion. Oh. Um, and was ill, so they basically had to cancel yep. the show. So eventually came back around. 
And at the last minute, they added a support band who also happened to be one of my favourite rock bands in the UK, who are no more, sadly, Black Spiders. Right. Ended up supporting yeah. them. So I went, obviously, early to see Black Spiders and got into a fucking quarter full forum, a quarter full forum, to see Black Spiders, which, shit for them. For me, though, yeah. was fucking awesome, you know? And Volby were great. It's not the best time I've seen them because Roundhouse, I saw them as well, and it being a Roundhouse, hey, you know, yeah, it's yeah. always going to be better. Um, yeah, just the fact that it was like finally see Volby and get one of my favourite bands, um, Black Spiders, to support as well was brilliant. Yeah. Cool. Do you want any more? Let me think. Well, you know, I don't know if they quite hit the same heights. There's some just name drop a few gigs that I really enjoyed. Cool. Um, Children of Bottom at Shepherd's Bush Empire. Yep, I have that here. Uh, really, really good. Weird, um, funny thing about funny thing about that one is I remember is how um, we were in the pub leading up to it, kind of just waiting to go over there. Yeah. We didn't want to see the support, and I think England were playing football. Some there was a football match on because the pub had football on. And I don't think Iowa's were feeling it, and we ended up having like two or three beers. And you know, yeah. after a few beers, you're like okay, let's go. It's quite a walk down to it as well. Yeah, it? and we ended up having a fucking I do remember blast. That. I remember thinking like myself, it might not have actually happened, but at some points in that evening, thinking like. This might be one where we just go, like, oh, do you know what? Let's just leave it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, but yeah, no, it was fantastic. Mm. There's some really cool stuff going on. There's a uh, close up camera on his guitar playing, didn't they? Yeah. Project into a big screen at the back. So yeah, those screen that. things were really, yeah. really added touch. Yeah, no, it was really, it turned out one of those, like, I don't know, I guess you go, it's one of those things that you're going in there, we weren't expecting very much because we were all a bit like lethargic, and then all of a sudden you come out there and you're like, you're motivated, you're like, yeah, yeah let's go on the piss or something. Uh, it, it, it sticks in both our minds, yeah. and I think that's, that's incredible. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, it does, yeah, it does stick in my mind. Um, one other one, I'm just going to give a, just a brief nod to, which is um, a newer band, which I was uh, Zilanada. Okay, at yeah. At the Underworld. Yep. About. I don't know, a year, year and a half about, ago, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it was about a year, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it, there's not an awful lot to say about it. They'd only had one record out. There are questionable moments on that record. Mm -hmm. The thing for that was, I didn't know what to expect when I went there, both from what type of fan base we were going to get. Or, you know, were they going to be like me, looking, going, let's do the metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. didn't know what the band were going to do. And yeah, when the band came out, it was a fully-fledged band, and it was dark, uh, and everything was turned up a notch. And what it did is it put out there very clearly to me and the people that were there is that we are metal. That's what it was. Uh, and it was fantastic. And although I now believe it's a gimmick, because it happened too many times for it to not be a gimmick, was at some point the power failed and everybody sang, like, uh, Devil oh. is Fine back to him. Now, I've heard this happen a couple of times, and at first I thought they're just very unfortunate, but it, I think it happened like eight or nine gigs in a row. Right, yeah, that's 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 not, um, that's not unfortunate. But it still works in its, in its, you know, in its environment, you know, the whole crowd, it's a small crowd, the underworld, isn't it, at the end of the day, but yeah. everyone's re roaring back, you know, Devil is Fine to him, and... It is just it was just really really good. The geezer himself, Manuel Gagnol. Um you get this sometimes with gigs. I'm like, I really appreciate it, and that is when they look like they are absolutely having a blast, yeah. and they look so fucking grateful. And when they came off the stage at the end of it, the ovation that they got was like loud. It was yep. shaking the building, and you could see his face. He looked like 
you know, it wasn't, it wasn't quite tears, do you know what I mean? But it looked like he could happily just burst into tears, right? It, the geezer wasn't taking anything for granted. He was working his nuts off and loved the fact that, you know, people were enjoying it. Yeah. But also, they just performed. They just, they, it was better. It was better than the album because of the fact that you had these other band members all standing there. You know, it wasn't just him or anything like that. It was five people on the stage, all doing the singing, all doing everything together. You're not him with a laptop, which no. is what I... Now, which was, I remember yeah. we spoke about it before, and I was like, you know, what? who knows what you get? You can yeah. turn up there, and it could be him with a laptop doing some mixing, and, and as everyone walks in, he goes, ha not really, and it starts <laughs> doing some raving stuff, <laughs> you know? And which I'm, yeah, exaggerated, but yeah, no, like, it, it confirmed that the band are come on down they're not sacrilegium yeah you know yeah, you, yeah you're very happy about that yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll be seeing them I'll be seeing them for the first time live yeah. second time for you in June yeah uh, which now we now know will be off the back of a new album yes absolutely of which there's been a couple of there's been two songs but I don't know if they're both singles from the new album the first one which is called Baphomet was released without any notion of it being connected to the new album. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that goes back. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I don't know if that's any connection to the new album or not, but then the most recent single, which I... You reviewed, yeah. It's yeah. over on the site. And they are both really good songs. Oh, yeah, really I enjoyed the new one. Yeah. Um, I remember watching this preview for it, the 30-second preview, mm. and thinking, oh, I like the tone. Yeah, yeah. I like the tone. All right, well, um, the two... My last thing I'm going to mention is uh, Judas Priest at Brixton Academy, December 2015. That's simply because um, up to that point, I don't know if it's Judas Priest at a festival. Yeah. By the time I finally got around to see them in a venue like that, they had become one of my all-time favourite classic heavy metal bands. Um, yeah. And it was... Yeah, I, I, I love uh, Rob Halford. I think he's a legit legend. Legit. And the last, and this is always a funny one. So one of my all-time memorable gigs... Is Static X at the Islington Academy, a place we never go to anymore because we never seem to get gigs there. Tiny yeah, little ass venue. Think you saw Alden Og- Og- Ogin there I did. last? I did. And that was a fucking gig. Yeah, you, you carried yourself. Yeah. Carry <laughs> so I went with um, a brother, Liam, and this was I think 2007, 2008. Now I this was around the time when I was going to see just about everything, and I knew metal growing up with Static X's Machine album, you know, and um, those songs. Uh, Black and white and things like that. Cold was so cold. Yeah, shit like that. Anyway, um, I wouldn't say I was a huge fan, but I did. I always had a like soft spot for Wayne Stag. You know, he's dead now, obviously. Yeah. Um, and again, similar thing the bottom, where we were in the queue. We got there early. We're in a queue. So fuck knows why we did that. And I really wasn't feeling it. I, can't, I don't think like I was in a really good mood. And you know, and we got in, and I think we just decided like, was all right, well, let's just drink. It's like similar to what happened at Lincoln Park when I got free tickets to Lincoln Park. It was like, well. Might as well drink then. Yeah. And then it had the blast because I was drunk on Budweiser. And the gig was at half full. So we got really close. And it was so much fucking fun to the point where like... And I always remember um, the bass player who I think is the bass player in Soulfly now and Fear Factory. Or I don't think it's Fear Factory, no. Tony Campus. Yeah. Bald head, goatee. N- yeah. Noticed us that we were like rocking out. And he made a point of leaning over and giving us the horns and, and stuff. And it was, it's like... This is so fucking cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was so fucking cool. But yeah, I mean, there's, like I said, there we've been doing so- it for ages. I mean, you have one band we've seen live a few times we haven't mentioned in any of these while she sleeps. Yeah, I you did know, look at that. Yeah, but- I was thinking about it then, but it's hard to pick out three, four times I've seen them. One that stands out like to be, oh my God, it was an amazing gig. Which one would you say was the best time you've seen them? Uh, weirdly enough, probably the Red Lion Same. at Gravesend. Yeah. It's a very, very small little venue, isn't it? But it was intense yes red line for me too while she sleeps do suffer from one problem though go on 
Um, you mentioned this earlier on. They have portions of a fan base that fucking suck. Yes, yes, they do. They cannot control themselves and uh, understand that people want to let loose and that. Yeah. But actually, even at that very gig we were at, yes. while she sleeps are famous for inviting people up on the stage and yep. inviting them to throw themselves back into the crowd again. People know how to do that. They do it respectfully, generally. You know, you go body first. You lie, try and lie yourself on the crowd, yep. don't you? Was it knee first? Knee first? first, man. Knee Straight first. Straight into some poor bird. Locked us flat to the ground. Sparko, mate. And like, then just gets up and carries on like throwing his fist around punching people. And you think like, but it's not like, an, it's not a single event. I've seen it at a couple of their gigs. There's a little portion of the crowd that try and, I don't know what they're trying to do, slam dance, but they're more like throwing punches and they yep. are, they're moshing. And it's like, they need to turn it in a little bit, to be honest. It's not why she sleeps for. But it's part of the fan base, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, right, let's move on to some of your worst shows. So just things that you're just like, yeah, that wasn't very good. Yeah, I mean, this, this, there's a couple that stick in my mind, although because I've historically bought tickets to go and see bands that I like, yeah. they're not as easy to come by because yeah. otherwise I wouldn't be at the show. True, yeah. Um, and we've already mentioned the Cradle sort of Gorgoroth one. Yeah. One, I'm not sure if you even remember this or not, but it was bloody dire that we were both at, which was Corey Taylor solo project. You were flued up. We went there. I'm sure you were with me. I remember um, being at a, a, a gig, Historia. Yeah, and I ended up sitting. I think on the it was Historia, but it was something. It was. It was. It was terrible. I he, spent a lot of time on the he, floor. Didn't he I? He spent a shitload of time talking. He was that? A couple was of that? Songs. Was that Corey? I thought that was Stone Sour. Maybe it was Stone. No, you're right. It was Stone Sour, but there was a portion, wasn't it, halfway through well, the gig? Well, he came out with just, just an Corey. acoustic guitar. For some reason, and there you go, typical, I guess, isn't it? I, I, I always remember that gig as being the Corey Taylor show. <laughs> yeah, the, the, well, yeah, <laughs> I remember it. Yeah, me, you, and me, he, you, and he talked for like twenty minutes, but it wasn't really like it wasn't engaging. It was just talking, and then he played. I think he played Bother on his own. Yes. Yeah, which is oh, a great song. Oh god! And then he played, talked a bit more, and then the band came back out and did a couple more. As a gig, it wasn't a good setup. It was a bad idea because what it did is it made Stone Sour seem unimportant. It made it the Corey Taylor yep. show when we'd actually come to see Stone Sour. Yeah. You know, and it kind of—I remember it kind of killed it for me. So that sticks in my mind as one of the one of the least favorite shows I've seen. I won't say worst because I haven't seen enough shows to call it the worst, but least favorite. When I was um, I was going through my stubs earlier on to sort of look at some of the ones I'm like, yeah, I didn't like that, didn't like this, whatever. The most funniest thing is I pulled out six, six gigs. I was like, yeah, they're all pretty dire. Every single one of them was from 2008. Okay. Apparently 2008 bad was year. a bad <laughs> year for me with music. Yeah. It was also, again, when I was, that's the year where I was just going to everything. Yeah, so, um, right. I saw Kitty right. at the Underworld. I left after three songs. I never do that. Yeah. I've never done that I left after three fucking songs um, I think I went out of curiosity I think I knew it was cheap uh, obviously I'd grown up with the album Spear I was yeah. never a Kitty fan but like that album and it was like Charlotte's a great song you know and that's it I left after three songs but it was fucking horrid you know I can imagine <laughs> yep I saw the Berserker right I still don't know who this band are. No. I think I think we might have just me and um, my wife had just wandered into the underworld at like six quid a pop. Right. Okay. And it was like at the time I weren't into that level of extreme grind yeah. that they were. So they did like one or two songs. I'm like, this is fucking shit. Yeah. All right, I'm going to the bog. We'll make a move. We'll just go back to the pub. Come back, and my wife sends around and says, um, "Oh, you missed it. He's just um, the front man's just started a fight with a security guard." <laughs> and it was like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. You know. That's not what you go to see, though, is it? Um, Comical, but not what you go to see. No. 
Same year again, 2008. Uh, Defenders of the Faith. Do you remember this um, Metal Hammer magazine tours? The Defenders of the Faith 1, 2. Right, okay. Uh, 2 had Lamb of God and Dimmy Borgir. 1 had Opeth and Arch Enemy. Right. I'd never seen Opeth live. Was never really a big fan, although I did once win tickets to a competition to see hear the new album live, mm-hmm. and I got to meet the band, even though I had no clue who they were. <laughs> I just went because it was something, why not? And it's just like you end up sitting in a room for like 50 minutes with your head down, yeah. listen to an album. And afterwards, like, there's, a, there's a picture floating around of me awkwardly standing in between Mikkel Akafet and the new guitarist at the time, who's now still a guitarist. Just me standing awkwardly between them. But Mikkel has got the biggest grin on his face. Like, he's happy about this. The other guy's just like, yeah, I'm doing this because I have to do pictures. But yeah, um, I fell asleep at a gig. It was Old Perth. I fell asleep. I got woken up. It's pretty bad. That, yeah, yeah. I, that that's not not good. No, um, I saw it in Flames at the Astoria. One of the only times I ever paid money to see in Flames. I almost got into a fight. Uh, was so enraged by it, ended up leaving. Not necessarily in, in Flames fault. Never really a big fan. Went across it. Yeah, it was. Um, you get people. Obviously, you get people like at gigs. Uh, you get those people who decide I'm big and I'm going over there, and I'm not even going to try and tap you in the shoulder. I'm going to barrel my way through. And um, this fucking, I still remember it, this huge ass prick did it and was barreling in his way and knocking everyone out of his way, shoulders flinging. He did it to me and my, I tried to trip him up, like out of anger, whatever. <laughs> and I, he turned around and he didn't do anything, but all he did was he pointed like really violently, like gestured at me, pointed and then carried on. And I'm just, I was like, fuck, you know, he's like, fuck you. You're like, you just yeah. completely ruins it. You're just like, you prick. <sighs> Serge Tankian at a forum. Now, Serge is... I went to this because I loved System. Right. And this was his solo album. And my one memory of this is watching him do the can-can dance with his feet with the woman that was singing on this track. That's it. All I remember. What were you hoping? Like, maybe that he'd do a few systems. I have no idea. Again, 2008 Crossy. And the last, purely because... I bought tickets to what I thought was my ruin. Now, at the time, I didn't realise six quid for my ruin. That's cheap. It was at a place called The Fly. Don't even exist. Again, didn't know venues. Didn't think about it. I was like, oh, you know what? My ruin's cool. Let's go along. Get there. Like, this is a pub. Like, a pub pub. Yeah. Like, where the fuck's the thing? It wasn't my ruin. It was. It was a birthday party to celebrate Terry B's birthday. Oh, okay. She wasn't there. She was <laughs> going to be down later on to sort of say hello and so on, that kind of thing. That was it. That was it. <laughs> so you were just my, there at a birthday party. Basically. Um, my one takeaway from that is my ticket stuff has been signed by the singer of Panic Cell. Right. Remember Panic Cell? A local? Yeah, yeah. I, I remember the name, yeah. I remember seeing him and just going, oh, you're the singer of a Panic Cell. And he was like, all right, cool, yeah. And I was like, yeah, you want summer stub? Might as well. I do remember seeing Terry walk in um like whatever but yeah that was it yeah. like that 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 always goes that was fucking stupid yeah that was <laughs> who the fuck throws six quid event for your birthday party <laughs> what the fuck what? you want to think that? i'm like jesus that's that's pretty up your own ass isn't it you should be gazers all sniffing about hoping to get a can i touch your clothes she's fucking B? married to the guitarist yeah. of the band you know yeah so you got any more um i've got some like pretty shit sets that I've seen yep go on. you're talking festivals as well mm. here so um, yeah because I haven't touched upon you then Deftones really big yeah. day out I think it was a big day out there was a festival it was a long time ago when Chino was still smacked off his face constantly mm. and I watched them I was looking forward to it 
I hadn't had a few, that many out. I think obviously, obviously, um, around the fur had been out. Yep. I'm not sure. I don't think White Pony had been out by then. It might not have been. So I was like, you know, I was young, looking forward to seeing Shove It. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Basically, yeah. like, yeah, play Shove It. And the geezer come out, and he was off his trolley, man. You could see he was. He was stumbling about the stage, knocking people's, like, stands, mic stands over, everything like that. He was singing, but he was he was completely out of time with the music, so that you could see the musicians trying to slow down, and it went on for about 40 fucking minutes, and it was dire. And, and literally, it started off with this huge crowd in front, and by the end of it, people had just left. There's barely anyone there while he was stumbling about on the stage. And I've never seen him again since then. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I've bad seen... taste, I guess, in my mouth. And I was just like, oh my God. Worst show. That's probably the worst show I've ever seen. Yeah. From them. It sticks in your mind, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a long time ago, but I remember it vividly. I remember I picture him walking out. Song had started and I knew there was, there was meant to be singing already and he wasn't there. And you see the band looking over and like, you know, you can see they were struggling. That's such... And they were like replaying the intro loop like three, four times. And he come out... Literally, the first thing he did was like walk straight into the mic stand where I think it was the bassist was standing, knock it to the floor. So it was this big kind of crackle noise, and everyone was like, "Fucking hell!" You know what? It's really. It's. It, I, I. I hope the opportunity at a festival because I don't think where Ibos would pay because I think it costs too much. I saw Deftones in like two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine at Brixton. Um, no, it would have been earlier, about two thousand and seven, because I wasn't um, even in a relationship with my current wife because that night she got off with my mate. Um, <laughs> funny story. I always remember that. Yeah. Um, so. I saw them then. I just remember being great. And the last, like, they, they have done some great albums in a row. Yeah, Deftones yeah, yeah, are, 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 Like, I think, like, a modern, what is now probably well sober, past those days, 40-plus-year-old yeah. Chino would be a very good sight. I'm, I'm sure it would be. Oh, this reminded me of a great show at a festival. One that people wouldn't expect. Okay, right. I'm a secret big Weezer fan. I think Weezer are great. I think River Kumos is a fucking genius. Great songwriting genius. So I saw Weezer at Sonosphere um, and was very excited to see them. Really excited. And they didn't let me down. Honestly, loved it. First time I'd ever seen them live. Really, really happy with it. And one of my favourite things from that great memory of that is, do you know Weezer often get confused in modern culture, particularly in America, with Weezer? Right, the teenage dirtbag guys. I'm surprised by that. Yeah, because of the name similarities, Weezer yeah. Weezer. But Weezer have got about like eight albums, haven't oh, they? And yeah. Weezer have got like two songs. <laughs> they covered that... Um, then they covered, they covered that. Uh, they had another one, but I can't quite remember what it is. Yeah, okay. give a little respect. That's they it, yeah. The Fucking <laughs> assholes. Um, yeah, so like, so, and they acknowledged that and played Teenage Dirtbag as a joke. What? Weezer style, a lot of fucking fun. A yeah. lot, a lot of fun. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but yeah, we're talking about bad festival performances. I've seen Papa Roach and I can't stand Papa Roach. I was yeah. never really a big fan in the day anyway. Yeah. Um, and the mo- what they became, the rock band they become. Cool that you've managed to carve out a niche that's no longer what you grew up with. Like, they're not new metal, yeah. you moved to this. Good for you. Um, but, holy shit, I can't stand that band. And, like, I remember I sat in the grass for it while friends of mine were going nuts over it. And I'm just like, the fuck is this? Yeah. You know, I'm just like, what the fuck is yeah. this? Um, I thought it was the same as everybody else about Papa Roach. You know, I got into a couple of tracks cut my life into pieces yeah. and all that. Infest I never album, really yeah. followed them much after that. What was the album after that? The Red Cover. Oh, um, Love, Hate, Tragedy. Yeah, there was a couple of songs on that that I didn't mind and then it was it. As far as You're I was concerned, they didn't exist anymore. I didn't even know they still released music until the, not too too long ago when uh, they were doing their um, pledge 
campaign. Oh, fuck the pledge campaign. Selling their fridge freezer for like two grand and all yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> pledge campaign was hilarious. You buy your fucking fridge freezer like in, from London. You're going to ship it to me. <laughs> oh, that pledge campaign. And then you could buy the studio they recorded it in yeah. for like, oh, wow, that pledge campaign was yeah, insane. It was one of the... One of the more comical things I've had to read. Like, if it wasn't for the fact that we knew it was real, it would have been brilliant satire. Yeah. It's been amazing. Um, um, another bad one that I saw, and it was actually at the same festival as Deftone, so, you know, well, other than the fact that the gig ended with Metallica, it could have been a bloody disaster, and that was Manson. Oh, Manson. For the same, uh, Marilyn Manson. Yep. For the listeners, not Manson, the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, for, the, for pretty much the same reasons as the Deftones, to be honest. Uh, he, was, he was in a bad way, as he can be. Sometimes we all know that. Yep. Um, he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it. He came out, he threw a strop. He knocked the drum kit over on purpose because mm. he was angry. He got in a fight with some member of the crowd. I don't know who it was. Somebody called him. If I remember, I won't, I won't say the exact words, but it was questioning his sexuality. And uh, Manson took particular offence to it what? while he was standing there in a fucking dress. God, <laughs> my. Um, and what he said to the geezer was something along the lines of, come up here and say that. And the geezer, to which did. The geezer went, all right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And started making his way through, which all the security got involved. All right, Manson went off. We're all standing there 15 minutes later thinking, what's going on? He came back on, took the mic, he shouted some abuse at us. Uh, threw all the cymbals down, started throwing bits of the drums into the crowd and stormed off. The only saving grace from all of that was because of his, what do we call it, theatrics, um, Metallica decided to start half an hour earlier. Oh, play, so you got I that. I play, played a longer set. <laughs> so, you know. It's weird you say that. It reminds me of um, Manson. Uh, I was I was there for the infamous No Cult, cult fucking mm. download show sucking oxygen tank the one that's made, kind of made him famous in like 2008 yeah. 2009 so i've been witnessed i haven't in fact i never saw i haven't seen manson si- no no i haven't seen manson since nah. um which is annoying because up to recently i was thinking yeah, you know what it might be time for me to go check him out it's been a good eight years and then i started hearing stories in america that's the thing he was like, fucking up again all thought with that he's released his new album it's a decent album i enjoyed it He's back out touring and then like you said yeah all of a sudden the story's coming out he's turning up he's fucked out of his face he's not you know, not showing up, or yeah. you know, it could be anything. It's just cutting sets short, and it's like, oh, awesome. Well, that that's right. fucking cards again. You know, considering we know that if he comes over here to see him, we're going to be talking fifty quid plus, yeah. and the risk that comes associated with that because you just don't know what you're going to get. That's right. It. Yeah, I would imagine Manson on form, which I've never seen, is a spectacle. Have I seen him man. on form? I would, I would enjoy that, yeah. but you know, I'm not going to pay fifty quid on the risk that he might not be bothered today. <laughs> talking about things like risks and stuff like that that like I've seen like of like not that I thought it were bad but just like I ended up going is that it um Rob Zombie mm. um Bloodstock what two years ago now I've got so tired of him being bigged up and so tired of um that kind of um like oh, Rob Zombie showed this Rob Zombie showed that and it was just nothing in the end in the end, it was literally like, oh, he dances a bit on stage. He's got some lights. What would he fucking do? I don't even like his music enough to warrant it. That was one yeah. that always sticks in my mind. It's like, really, is that it? Yeah. But why do people be, oh, you didn't see the full show. You didn't see the full show. If the music don't fucking hold up, the yeah. show don't matter. You know, it's what we talked about Ramstein earlier on. Yeah. I mean, I've, I think I've probably been quite lucky with festivals and that. I've probably seen, I've seen some fucking great sets. <laughs> 
trying to think of some bad ones that I've seen. I can't really remember any like, off the top of my head from from festivals particularly, other than Big Day Out. Yeah, <laughs> I was like mostly it's things I wouldn't normally like. I saw I've seen Pendulum. Yeah, I saw it download and like that was of course not my thing anyway. Like most of them end up coming from download or Sonosphere. Yeah, Bloodstock because like Bloodstock being Bloodstock, it's like if I'm not into something. Yeah, you, I would go and check out something smaller. Yeah, and, and the chances so, are there'll be something on yeah. one of the, the stages that you're into because yeah. it's so like, specific. So it's never really yeah. been a massive issue on that front. No. Um, all right, well, we'll wrap this up with a question or several questions because it's all one. Um, what would what bands, we talked about Bucketless at the start, what bands haven't you seen live, obviously that are still going, legitimately going as well, um, are left that you still want to see? It's not an easy question. No, um, I haven't seen Priest, so that would be good. Cool, like, that's well, happening. See, yep, see them at Bloodstock this year. Yep. Uh, man, this is one of the benefits of living in London. I think, and the festivals as well that we get over here is that there aren't that many. There aren't, yeah. Uh, not in terms of like household names or anything like that. There are a lot of new bands that are about, but I haven't had the opportunity. Of course, to see yeah. Yet, that I really want to see. Name some. Uh, Dream Troll. Oh, I'm a big Dream Troll fan. I think they're fucking awesome. I'd love to see them in a little venue like the Red Lion or something like that. I think it would be such a laugh. That's very, very likely, though, like, yeah. if they do. Where it would are they be from? Leeds. Right, so they are in the country. Yeah, doing a, they're, you know, they're doing a fe- little... Like, Leeds have a festival coming up pretty soon called Rough Fest, which they're playing on. But they do seem to do a lot of gigs around the north of the country. Right, so sticking just, to where Just it. need them to grow that percent or two more. To make so it where it's like worthwhile somebody to pick them up and say, right, come down south. I think that'd be great fun. Um, Sarkoth. Sarkoth would be cool. I'd like to see that. Yep. They're young. I know you saw them recently, but Conjurer, I haven't obviously seen. Of course, yep. Which I think would be pretty cool. A couple of bands that have released music recently that I wasn't very aware of, but I, the new albums have been coming out. It's like bloody amazing. Um, the Rivers of Nihil. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like they're... Where Owls Know My Name album. Yeah, you love it. It's going to be pretty close to like album of the year for many people, I think, this year. Okay. It's, it's fucking special. You know, so that's one that I'd definitely like to see. But yeah, I guess I'm quite, I guess we're quite lucky in a way is that other than the bands that we no longer can possibly see, yeah. you know, like Pantera or someone like that, all the other bands or a lot of the other bands we've seen. So now we're in that blessed position where we're watching the sort of smaller up and coming yeah. bands and going, oh, I can't wait to see them. Because you know, even when I th- yeah, even I think now I'm like, okay, well, it's probably only really tall. Yeah. That's one that jumps instantly to mind. But then again, like I take or leave it. Like I'm yeah. not massively like bothered. I'm not a huge tall fan, so it's no. not like if I get the opportunity to see them, I'll take it. But like everything, I've seen nine inch fucking nails and not in them. I've travelled for this yeah. stuff. Um, and he started to see, he stuck on your Van Halen's, I mean, Guns N' Roses and all that. I'm not paying, I'm not paying £100 to see a fucking band live, no matter who you are. Will I pay £80 for Metallica? No. I'm not paying £100 <laughs> for Guns N' Roses. No, well, those, Simple. those days are gone. Yeah. Um, I could spend that money elsewhere on far better bands. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it ends up becoming, I mean, one band I'm desperate to see, and I don't, uh, I, I keep hoping that Bloodstock will book them as one of the smaller stage bands is Waldflooster, which is obviously one of my album of 2016. Yeah. Number one album, you know, I would kill for that. Um, one other band that actually I, I need to also name drop and say that I really want to see this band and they're not even that bloody small so Bloodstock can fuck them. Night well, Rage. Oh, Night Rage. That's one that keeps coming up, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I just, just 
come to the UK, man, for Christ's sake. Or somebody book them up, you know. They'd, they'd, they'd smash a nice little sort of early evening set on the smaller stage or something like that at a festival. Why is that, do you reckon, that they haven't really? I don't know, you know, like it's like you said, you know, if, if Blind Guardian can't come over here and sell out the forum, then why would a band like Night Raid, why, why would it be cost-effective for a band like that to come over? I don't know, I was, I was getting quite hopeful this year because of the Act of Gates announcement. I was like, oh, a little bit of mellow death. Yeah. Let's see, maybe they'll bring someone over with them. Nope. Do you know what I mean? But it, it doesn't seem to have materialised. But I really want to see them. There's a few, you know, you know I like my melodic death metal. Yeah. There's a few bands from that sort of environment that I really want to see. And they're constantly on tour. But there's never a UK date. You know, Degraded, I'm a fan. Night Rage, obviously. It's just like Scar Symmetry even, you know. Yeah. Uh, Dark Tranquility just announced a big bloody European tour. No UK, no UK dates, dates. Whatsoever. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. God, I've, I've, I've seen Kiss live. Yes, I haven't seen Kiss, but I've got no desire to see Kiss. You're not missing out. Yes, I saw my festival. Hey, God gave rock and roll to you, but that's. <laughs> <laughs> you know. it, it, uh, I saw my festival. I've never been. A, I've never been a fan again. It's yeah. not like the high on my list of things to sort of see ever. No, you know, I mean, I've probably got like it's not the right way to look at things. I'm probably looking forward more to bands next time, like come back sort of thing. Then I haven't seen you before. Like, yeah. Let's have uh, let's have another Faith No More gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> agree with this. Yeah. Let's have uh, a tourist ass fucking gig. You yeah. Know, you're doing plenty of European festivals and all that. Um, I know we're leaving Europe, mate, but you can still play in the UK. <laughs> uh, you know, just just a few like that. Um, I know I'd, I'd happily take them once a week, but Blind Guardian, come do another gig. Yep. <laughs> yep. Good, I'm more good with that. This time, yeah, you yeah. might lose your equipment. You might have a bit of a show yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. You know. So yeah, I guess like more for me, it's not a bucket list, is it? But it's like looking forward to the bands next time round. Like I want to see, I want to see another couple of gigs from these people. See Faith No More once, and want to want to mark another one off the list. Yeah. Know? So considering, I guess, well, we just mentioned it pre previously. What Bloodstock have already? What's what's your most what you look what 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 band are you looking most to see other than Priest? Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Gojira. Yep. I am, uh, especially in the headline slot, where yep. it'll be a bit nighttime and you know dark and all that sort of stuff. Cause should have a should have a little bit more oomph to it. Yeah, we seen them. Was it Sonosphere? We saw them at Sonosphere or down. It was Sonosphere, I think. I think like, it was. Yeah. You know, and it was like I don't know, three in the afternoon or something like that. And yeah, they were, they were great. Don't get me wrong, they were great, but it's never the same, is it? You know, you just want you want it dark, you want a few flames. And, yeah. You know that sort of thing. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing At The Gates, because I like At The Gates. Yep. <laughs> I it's, it's got new album will be out by then as well. A little bit different, yeah, and the tracks from the new album are pretty cool so far. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Auden Ogan. Of course, I forget they're there. They're such a great band to watch live. There's so much audience yeah. participation. And you know, it, it, and again, for Bloodstock, you know, sometimes you need these little break-it-up bands, don't you? There's not a huge amount of power metal there again. There's a bit, but there's... Or Nogan are kind of like representing that. What I can't remember the name of the band. I'm quite intrigued by which are the um, female Japanese power metal. Oh, um, I remember the one. Yeah, they they kind of got my attention as well. I was like, yeah. okay, that'd be worth a check out. Into them. I was like, oh, I've never heard of these um, people. But Japanese it's... female group. God, Kiss something. Love Kiss or something yeah. like that. God. So yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. I'm not overly bothered about Nightwish, um, to be honest with you. But I'll, you know, Same. I'll, I'll watch it. I'm sure. I'm not overly bothered about it just because. I guess I'm one of those dickheads that were uh, Tarja. Um, and I, and as much as I like a couple of tracks from the new people, even though they've changed a few times, I don't know the new music enough. So if they come out and they play majority of their songs from, say, their last four or five albums, 
I'm probably not going to know a lot of it. You know? Well, Floor Jensen's the current singer. Yeah. And I know she's probably got the best range they've had in a while. But again, I'm like you. I don't know really more than Nightwish at no. all. Um, and their position being a Sunday night headliner, particularly as Watain yeah. are in the, the ones that f are on that follow them. Uh, that's kind of like, it's already almost decided for me. It's like, okay, highly likely I'll be tired. Yeah. Um, I will chill out after at the gates um, and then go see Watain. Yeah. But like, yeah, for me, I mean, ob again, other than obviously the obvious uh, Judas Priest, you know, yep. that's like my big, big one. But, um, you know, Emperor, you know, I'm super fucking stoked for them. Yeah. Uh, smaller bands like Memoriam. I forgot they're actually playing there, but Devil Driver are there as well. Aren't yes, they? provided provided they're not going to go. Oh, all right, let's play a country album. Yeah. I know. <laughs> look, I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it. I don't think they fine. will either. It's Bloodstock, isn't it? You know, I think I think bands come in. Mr. Big are there. Yeah. Bloodstock or not, Mr. Fucking Big. I only know one song. Fuck is that? Still, <laughs> yeah. like, I, do you want know me the most? Go to Bloodstock's website and look at the lineup, and then look at Mr. Big's size. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's right. Maybe it's just because of the word big. And like for me, like that Sunday little run of Fuzzy, Jasta, and Mr. Big. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll be sleeping or doing something else. You know. Let me check out Jasta though, because like you're you're a fan of him, aren't you? Uh, oh Jasta. yeah, the man himself. Yeah, 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 I think he's a very very positive influence. It'd be interesting to see what he does because the whole Jasta thing is all about special guests, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, that's true. It might like, be see, see who comes up, man. Yeah. <laughs> But on the like at the moment, like they haven't announced any bands for the New Blood stage, which is why I'm watching very, very yeah, carefully. Yeah, yeah. This could be big could for be us some, this year. Some good names that we yeah, know. Really, really know this time. But like even in the Sofa Lancaster stage, I mean, um initially I was cold on them being announced as a headliner. Yeah. But since the new album and watching me on the world Orphan Land on Saturday is going to be great. I can't wait for that. And I'm expecting a pretty empty tent because it's Saturday night, yeah. which is normally the night everyone decides to get on it in yeah, the yeah. camps and the bars and stuff like that so I'm really stoked to sort of like yeah really yeah. really see that um, oh, that'd be cool Paul Bearer that's another one um, that really God, Goth Rhythm Deep Deep Profundus these are bad fucking people with your names but yeah I mean that's that's really the big one because like, other than that live wise yeah it's just Machine Head we've got coming up Machine Head coming up Evening With again with the new album yeah. which I'm looking forward to there will obviously be a review on the site not long after mm -hmm. it um, um, you got anything? Zealand Ardor. Zealand Ardor, yeah. I've got a gig next week. Um, for that's uh, Coal Bones. Right. That's I have no idea about them. It's um, post rock. Yeah. It's one for the site. It's a review. I think you're in that lull now, aren't you? Naturally, this always happens. But what you'll find over the next month or so is as festival season starts coming in, loads of bands start playing over here in their kind of pre-festival shake up don't they so you, yeah. you get like a nice few little announcements come up yeah them, right you know basically you can look at the festival that's coming up and see the bands that are playing there and the chances are there's going to be a few local gigs yeah with those bands in it i'm hoping for guns and roses at the underworld yeah that'll happen <laughs> get on there you won't get axel's head in the door <laughs> <laughs> so if he's not busy with acdc so that's it that's that's basically i guess that is it the best rundown we can kind of give for live ex live live career so far that's yep. too many to remember far too that's what it easy is. to forget what you tend to do like five minutes after you close this down just go oh I forgot about that mm. <laughs> that one gig that was amazing or terrible or whatever it was but... trying to repeat myself as well yeah. it's looking at my say stubs and go well that was good but you're not thinking it's great yeah. and this and it's like trying to avoid it's festivals 20, 25 machine head stubs going which gigs did I like <laughs> <laughs> so yeah well thank you for listening thanks <laughs>